Good afternoon. This is H.T. Webster, and this is episode 26 of my podcast, Shared Consequences. I'd ask new listeners to go back and listen to these in the order that they were recorded. Um, I just think you'll understand it better if you do so, but you can do, you know, you can do it however you'd like as there's a message in each of them. So I have another very special guest today, my mama. And, um... Mama, thank you for coming back. What, what would you like sure. to speak about today? Oh, um, if you need the crisis line and the suicide hotline, please listen to the last episode. I don't have my notes out here, so we're going to skip that today. So we're going to talk about um, a few different things today, <clears throat> and I'm going to let my mom take the lead. Go ahead. Well, I thought uh, one of the things I was thinking about since our last conversation, because we were talking about people coming forward and taking a long time sometimes coming forward. And I've often wondered over the years what we would have done or when we would have found out if Nikki hadn't discovered what was going on before at the time that she did, how long would it have taken for us to know what was happening for you? And I'm hoping, I mean, I always hoped that I would have found out close to that time that I would have discovered something was going on because I knew something was going on with you. You did? I didn't know what it was exactly. I thought maybe it was puberty, Mm -hmm. you know, that you were going through puberty and maybe just differently than Nick had gone through it. But I wasn't sure. I just had this gut feeling that something was going on with you. I just didn't know what it was. Um, and I always had a thing with you that was a little bit different than Nikki because you were always so open about everything. Mm -hmm. So I always thought you would tell me anything. Um, yeah, well, I told on her all the time, (laughs) but you always were open with about from the time you were little, you were always very open about everything so we talked about everything so I just always assumed that if anything like that was happening with you that you would talk to me about that never giving you any consideration to the fact of the brainwashing that would Mm -hmm. be happening to take that away right Um, that's a good point that that was taking place Mm -hmm. and trust me if that could happen to you it could happen to anyone because you were not a child that was secretive in any way ever 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 we used to call you the town crier (laughs) (laughs) you you just nothing was ever secret well that's how good he was yes so yes um i did mention in one of my prior podcasts that um, I honestly don't have an answer to that question. If Nikki didn't see him sexually abusing me in the driveway from her bedroom window that day, um, I don't know if I would have ever told anyone. And I don't know when I would have found out. And so what if if I hadn't found out? God forbid. God forbid for so many reasons because would have been 30 years later that we would be waiting for somebody like you to be coming forward to help you to come forward would it 
how many other lives would he have destroyed at the same time? I mean, he would have still gone through that whole school just like he was doing. Mm -hmm. Even though we weren't able to stop him completely, we put a few rocks in his path anyway. So you stopped him in the moment. In the moment, for the moment. Not like we wanted to. We wanted him behind bars. Mm -hmm. But that didn't work out that way. But at least we got him out of the school. And I, I'm sure none of those. I'm, I, I would be willing to bet that no other parent even thought about that. Mm -hmm. um, that we sacrificed our own child for that. Right. So, but in ways, I don't really feel that we sacrificed you. We were saving you. Mm -hmm. We were trying to save you. But how much more abuse would he have put you through at the same time? And for how much longer? would that have gone on i mean that could have gone on well into your 20s yeah until well, you were old enough to say stop <clears throat> this is not some of the books i've read like uh kristen lewis cunan's book of undoing jane doe who was sexually abused by her high school swim coach slash gym teacher i mean that went on through her entire uh high school career and her entire collegiate career because this uh her she was actually abused by another woman mm -hmm. and that woman inserted herself into the college that this kid went to so that she could still maintain control of the abuse so she basically suffered for extensive amount of years well into her early 20s mm -hmm. um and never told anybody until she started to have night terrors after she got married it's amazing that she was even able to get married. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because even for you, it took you years before for, yeah. you could even have a normal relationship. Thirty-nine so, years it took me. I can't imagine that you would not even have a normal life now, right? If, if that were the case, but if you were had never been, if none of that had ever been discovered, then mm -hmm. so I cringe to even think right. that. We wouldn't that we didn't find out when we did i would have loved to have found out a lot sooner but the fact that we found out when we did i thank god that we did even though we all had to suffer those yes. consequences of me it, leaving the home yeah. and and our family falling apart yes. and it was all <clears throat> hell every single moment of it was hell i would never want to relive any of it and i would never wish that on anyone else and if I had to go back and do it over again, knowing what I know now, there would be a lot of things done differently. But there's no manual, though, is no, there? <laughs> there's no manual. But at the time, I think we did everything we could. Yeah. That we had the tools to do with, and everything that the law enabled us to do mm -hmm. at the time. We had a lot of good people that were involved, police, law enforcement-wise. Um, district attorney-wise. Um, unfortunately, their, their judicial system didn't work in our favor. Mm -hmm. And um, at that time, we had no internet. So the things that we did find out was what the police found out with their detective work. Had there been an internet, had there been other laws that were already put in place, he wouldn't have even been at that school. 
But yeah, he should have never been there to begin with because right. that's why he left right. New Jersey. Right, and the detectives did find that out when they did the <clears throat> research and stuff for your case. So they all, so they knew all of those things. But had there been an internet, had there been background checks for teachers or principals, or he had absolutely no business even being a teacher, any, any affiliated with any school whatsoever. And that was another thing that we were able to accomplish. At least he never got to do another teaching job. Right. So didn't take him away from children because he found a way to do that because mm -hmm. that's what they do. But he wasn't able to have a pool of them in a school anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so there were some, at least some little things that came out of it that were at least a few positives. I guess if you can even find, if you can even say they were positives, I don't. Well, I don't there has to be some. I mean, we can't. It can't all be gloom and doom. I mean, we did right. stop. You did. You did stop the uh, sexual abuse of me right. and anybody else in that school. Correct. So we stopped that. But you know, we didn't have much control of anything after that. But we weren't able, unfortunately, to save you from what had already happened to you. And then of course, it's been an uphill battle, as you know, mm. ever since then to just save you and the rest of us from mm -hmm. the, the life that we've all been living. But the upside of all that is, we've talked about it throughout the years. We've always talked about it. Yeah. We haven't always talked about it in detail. And I'm not going to lie to you, some of the things, it's been very difficult for me to hear some of the things that you talk about, even though I know them. It's still difficult for me to listen to that because it just brings all of it up and back on an emotional level. A lot of the, especially since I couldn't change them or fix them mm -hmm. or do anything about them. So as a parent, it does bring a lot of pain of things you can't do to help your child or fix for your child. And so when I do listen to some of the things on the podcast, some of your earlier things, or any of the things before you and I are talking, it's, it's difficult for me. But, um, but I know it's also therapeutic, and I know it's helpful, hopefully, for other people. And I know it's the only way to heal. It's the only way to get through, is to keep going through all of it, to talk about it, to discuss it, and to help other people to get through what they have to get through, because you can't not talk about it. Mm -hmm. You can't. You can't push it under the rug. You can't put it in the closet. It's there. It's always going to be a part of our life, no matter what. It doesn't have to be a part of our life anymore. It doesn't have to be the focal that, point right? anymore. But and it was the focal point for a long time. Right. And it doesn't have to be a part of our life anymore that we skirt around or we pretend mm -hmm. isn't there. We mm -hmm. just know the it's elephant there. in the room. Yeah. Right. So, and I don't think we should. And because I think that's what gives all of these predators strength. Yeah, it just empowers them even more. <clears throat> um, let's let's transition into the part about the fact that Curtis was a god in Afton because he just had this charisma about him. 
um, not just to students, but to parents and uh, community members and other teachers alike. And so that being said, that's what happens when the allegations come out. That's why um, I saw a psychiatrist speak about the Woody Allen uh, Mia Farrow case that I I watched that documentary last weekend. Um, I recommend it to anybody um, that's willing to, to, to sit through it. It's not easy to sit through. Um, whether you've been abused or not, it's, it's not easy to sit through. But, um, I guess the point I'm trying to make is he was so, uh, Dave Curtis was so beloved and so renowned in our town, just as like Woody Allen is a movie star and a movie maker. Um, this psychologist mentioned that the reason that nobody believes the children when people like Dave Curtis or Woody Allen um, have sexual abuse of children allegations against them is because trust is not as easy to break as some people may think. And when you hold somebody at a higher standard for whatever their profession is or their position in the community, it you don't want to believe ill of them, period. So it's easier to think the child is lying than it is to believe that the person that you have an affection of some sort for is a predator. And I'm going to personally speak about this as a a functional survivor. Um, When the allegations about Bill Cosby came out, I didn't believe anybody. I didn't want to believe anybody. I didn't, I did not want to believe that of all the people. I thought there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. Well, guess what? There's a way because that's these people, regardless of their occupation or their status in the community or the world are still, as I said in my prior podcast, they are predators first and foremost, everything else, including their occupation is secondary. And I think that as a society, we, that's where we make a huge mistake because first of all, children don't make up those kind of stories. Right. Um, But the other thing is these people, these predators, that's, that's exactly what they do. First of all, I don't, I don't think that Curtis was a god to everybody. I think because of the way you looked at him, you thought maybe that were true. There were a, quite a few people in town that did not care for him. Really? Yes. I did not. I, I did not understand. Did not and know we'll that. We'll start right with the chief of police. Oh, Jack Bolster. Yes. But which I did not know that until we this had, all happened. We had this problem. But anyway, that's. I think sometimes people do see through this exterior of people. There is some people just have an instinct sometimes that sees through yeah. people. It just sees through this falseness of people. And we as a society, I think, have this huge problem that whether you are a principal, lawyer, doctor, scout leader, it doesn't matter who you are, what you are, movie star, and it and it doesn't matter what crime you've committed. It doesn't matter if you are a sexual predator or you murdered somebody. I mean, look at Hollywood is full of all kinds of that kind mm-hmm. of crap. So 
the media is full of all that stuff. I mean, it doesn't, if you're a famous person or you have a lot of money, look at Epstein. I mean, look at all of this stuff. So for years, Epstein got away with all that kind of, it was horrendous, the stuff that he did. Mm -hmm. And he got away with it all the time because why? Because he had money and he couldn't possibly be doing all of this stuff. All right. Or he was buying somebody off it. Or his house servants. I on the on the um, documentary I watched about him. His house servant. Somebody said, "Well, didn't you think it was strange that all these young kids were coming in and out of the house?" And she said, "Well, yeah, but nobody asked me." Yeah. So why don't you say? If right. You say something. Say something. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. My goodness. Even if you're wrong, say right. something. Let somebody investigate it. But we are so flawed to think, and I'm saying myself included, Mm -hmm. we are so flawed if we think that because somebody has a certain degree or a certain job or they, you, you think they're better than us for some reason, nobody's better than anybody. People have different jobs, different positions, and different educations or different amounts of money. They are still. Excuse me. Thank you. They're still people. No matter what. They're still people. They still have faults. They still are human beings. They're still going to have the same flaws and faults that anyone else can have. And that means they can still be murderers, rapists, sexual predators, and anything else. It does not matter what kind of degree you put in front of their name. Right. What kind of money you put in their bank account. None of that matters. They're still going to do all of this stuff. So for us as a society think, well, they couldn't, like you said about Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody wanted to believe that. No. Because look at all the things that we saw in him. Right. But somebody suffered at the hands of, of him, him, which never should have happened. Harvey. Harvey Weinstein. Mm. Um, and of course, Woody Allen, my God, who would want to go? I mean, just the fact that he married his stepdaughter, that, yeah. that speaks volumes. How much yeah. do you have to do or see to have somebody tell you that there's something wrong with that situation? Huge. I and mean, he got the Lifetime Achievement Award not too long oh, ago. That's insane. And his um, son, Ronan Farrow, who's actually his biological son, um, who's in, um, I think he's in a reporter of some sort but anyways he put a, uh the night that uh i think it was the golden globes that he got the the lifetime achievement award and so this his kid tweets out he's like oh he goes um was he talking were you guys recognizing his films before or after you talked about uh my sister's sexual abuse like good for him What's I mean, it? why would anybody even go to a movie? That, right. Why is he not being blackballed by Hollywood? When you think of all the people in the look at the people in the past, they said something and all of a sudden they're blackballed right. by Hollywood. Right. Please, are you molesting children? Yeah. Don't you, you think that should be right up there with the exactly. yeah with with uh, the turn? Yeah. No, this is it's to me it's inexcusable. Mm-hmm. It, and as soon as people stop going to those movies that he's creating then maybe Hollywood will stop producing them people will stop backing them you know giving yeah, them money to back them and he's he's like Dave Curtis now he's 80 some years old and um 
he's still denying everything. So he will deny everything, right? Because they can't. That's another thing that they all, each one of those people that we just talked about. If you, you know, every time they've been somebody's been arrested, look at what happened to them. Bill Cosby, all of a sudden, he's crippled up and he's walking in the yeah. court with a walker. Oh, the Golden State Killer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Who was riding his motorcycle when he, or parking his motorcycle when he got arrested, and now he's in a wheelchair. In a wheelchair. Um, Phil Spector. Yeah. What happened with him? All of a sudden, he was like, he had, he, I think he was in a wheelchair or mm-hmm. something when he was accused of murdering somebody. All of a sudden, he's going into court in a, in a wheelchair. Um, Harvey, he's going in with a walker because mm-hmm. something was wrong with his back. Uh, Dave Curtis, when he was arrested, he tries to commit suicide with aspirin <laughs> over or Tylenol, overdoses on Tylenol and ends up in the hospital. And if you look and you and you do research, almost every predator that's arrested tries to commit suicide or tries to find a way out. And even if it's not a predator, if it's somebody who's tried to commit murder, somebody who knows they're guilty of something looks tries for a way to out. find a way out because they don't want to admit that they've done something they shouldn't have been doing. Right. And they so they're always looking for a way out. But look at all of those famous people. And what happened to Epstein? What happened to him? Well, that's still up yeah. for debate. So even if, he, <laughs> even if he didn't kill himself, somebody knew he was somebody guilty. Somebody knew he was guilty. So, yeah. And somebody else was guilty when they did it. Mm-hmm. So wanted to get rid of the evidence right so something's not right but anyways it's always somebody else's fault mm-hmm. well that's the narcissist yeah to take the responsibility they're always going to look for a way out and then they want to look at sympathy and empathy for themselves for themselves it's never about the child or so, or the victim yeah here's the difference you can see what they're doing. I mean, you can see that, oh, they've got a bad back, or they have a broken leg, or this is happening Oh, to yeah. You can even see the pain they inflicted on the other person. Oh, mom, that's a such a, such a good point. Yeah. see that pain, and you never will see that pain, Mm-mm. unless you're living with that person, mm-hmm. or you're living in it. So, mom, that's such a good point. Well, it's so true. I know, but I, I didn't think, think that about that. When I see them, and I think, Whatever physical pain you're going through is nothing compared to the pain you have inflicted on that victim and that victim's family and anyone else that's involved in that. Because it's not just a victim. It's not just one person. It's a shared consequence. It is like, yes, it is everywhere. And it's their family too. Mm -hmm. Because now their family is a victim as well. It goes, it spreads out like a bad disease, mm-hmm. a very bad disease. And we all have to do something to stop that. Yes. And in order to do that, we need to get everybody that's been a victim to come forward and say, no more. No, they don't have the power over me anymore. Right. I'm not going to let that happen anymore. And you get enough people. I have this vision in my head that all these people are just standing all together. All these victims are standing, or survivors, I don't even want to call them victims. Functional survivors, yeah. Are standing all together, and those predators have nowhere to go Mm. because they can't get through that barrier anymore. Yes, I like that vision. It's smart. Anything else? No. (laughs) Mama, thank you so much for coming. 
welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh my God. Yes, this is exactly what I wanted so that I can, you know, the whole point of Shared Consequences was not just to talk about myself, but the, my family and other people and their families and, and what they all have to go through. So thank you. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, I hope you have a wonderful Easter. Uh, tomorrow's Good Friday and we'll all talk soon. Take care. Mm-hmm.